To the Mary Mac Show, where we will be talking about your feelings, experiences, and pain following the death of a loved one. Everyone, this is Mary Mack of the Mary Mack Show. And I'm so thrilled to be welcoming Samantha. And she is assisting me with this podcast series for bereaved mothers. And she's going to be talking about her stillbirth death of her young son, Ace, who is only 34 weeks old when he passed away, when he was stillborn. And recently, she unfortunately also endured a miscarriage. And so I wanted to welcome her today. She's coming to us from Frisco, Texas, which is north of Dallas. So thank you, Samantha, for being here with us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to share my story, maybe help another mother get through, you know, the process of grieving the loss of a child. Definitely. So you became pregnant in 2021 in the middle of COVID naturally, which was wonderful because you had mentioned that at some point earlier you had undergone infertility treatments. So that was a blessing. And at 16 weeks, ACE was diagnosed with Down syndrome in utero. And unfortunately, at 34 weeks, you did not find a heartbeat any longer. Is that accurate? Yes, correct. Okay. Can you take us behind the scenes where you still weren't pregnant yet? You were hoping to become pregnant and then the pathway through with your husband, Albert. Yes, of course. So, you know, I got married in 2016. And of course, we were excited. We were a little bit older, you know, in our 30s, but we were excited to start our family. I was told many years ago that I had something called polycystic ovarian syndrome that a lot of women have. I cannot exactly explain what it is, but I know that I was told by many doctors, like, having a child is going to be difficult for you. So Albert and I, when we moved to Dallas from West Texas, we found a fertility doctor and we started getting treatment. So we were, we weren't getting like any kind of IVF yet. We were just starting out with medication and stuff like that. 
So COVID hit and we hadn't gotten pregnant yet. So we just kind of went on, you know, COVID, a lot of things happened. I lost my job, got a new job. And then after Christmas, the beginning of January in 2021, I knew something was wrong with, not wrong with me, but I, I was a little off. I was crying in a Waterburger parking lot <laughs> here. And so I took a pregnancy test and I just remember we were going to eat dinner and I, I just ran to the bathroom real quick and I took the test and I, I told my husband and we both sat down. We were just like staring into space. We didn't even know what to say to each other. We were like, oh my God. <laughs> so we were just thrilled. Of course, the next day I called a doctor. I found a doctor because I didn't even have an OB. And I was just happened to go be visiting my parents that weekend. So it was really exciting to tell them they don't have any other grandchildren. Oh. So everybody was just, we were just very happy, excited, celebrating, you know, the thought of our child, our new addition to our family. Wow. That's wonderful. And then as time moved on and you were in the thick of the pregnancy, how are you feeling? Was everything seemed to be okay? Well, you know, I don't, I really didn't know what to expect because obviously I had never been pregnant before. Mm -hmm. I do have diabetes. So I was dealing with that, but you know, it's a struggle anyway. But at this point, my whole perception was I have to be healthy I have to do everything I can to make sure that that the baby's healthy. Sure. Because that can affect affect the child. So I'm just going along, you know, doing what I can, enjoying it, you know, enjoying it, let women do, feeling that first kick, you know, having my husband feel my belly and, you know, just kind of growing and, you know, just I was enjoying myself, but there was a lot of things going on internally with with him that was a little bit stressful as well. And when did it come to the point when you were going to the doctor that they let you know that he was Down syndrome? So they do, especially when you're older, I believe, obviously when you're over, I think 35, you're considered high risk mm -hmm. and diabetes and things like that. You're definitely a higher risk. They did a genetic testing I didn't get the amniocentesis. Mm -hmm. I just got the genetic testing and it was 16 weeks, I believe. And they called me up and they told me, I didn't really understand what they were saying. They sent me to a maternal fetal medicine doctor okay. at another hospital. So what her job was, was to watch, I would see her like once a month at first or once every other week, I think. And she would measure him and you know, she showed us like where his nose was shorter, I guess. And like his limbs were a little bit shorter as time progressed. You mean and in the, in the sonograms? Yeah. Okay. So she also set us up with all the education that we needed. She set me up with a woman who had a 10 year old daughter with down syndrome to kind of mentor me and guide me and just explain, you know, show me what I needed to know. So we, we did our research we were like, this is our son. Yes. We're going to find him the best schools he needs to go to. We're going to find him everything he needs to be able to, to thrive with uh -huh. Down syndrome. 
Did you and your husband ever consider any other options besides bringing the baby to term and raising him? No, we really didn't because that just wasn't on my radar. You know, even Mm -hmm. though I definitely do not judge anybody for their decisions they make in that situation, it just wasn't what I wanted and what we wanted for him. We felt like he deserved a chance. That's wonderful. And in that process of learning all that you needed to know about how to help him to grow and thrive and speaking with the other mother, how did that all come together? Well, you know, the doctor introduced me to her and she's very, very helpful. We never actually got to meet in person, unfortunately. Okay. We talked on the phone and text, but you know, everything she told me, her story, you know, how she explained it to me and how she, you know, and and I even have her on, on social media and I see her daughter growing and learning and experiencing things. And it's really sweet, but I think it, it did educate me a lot on the whole syndrome, what exactly it's doing. You know, basically you're, you're missing a chromosome, um, your development's a little bit slower than other children. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be handicapped your whole entire life. You know, there are some cases where, you know, it's a little bit more extreme than others, but you can be, you know, a successful person. You can just grow up and, you know, do, do everything that someone who has all of their chromosomes can do. Like it is possible. Yeah. I know that Tim Tebow, he's a football player and he has a foundation and once a year they have this event where all disabled people are celebrated and they, they wear crowns for the girls and the guys and everybody gets all dressed up and fancy, you know, and it's all over the world. They have these events all over the world for these wonderful children. And I've seen it on social media and I think it's just great. That is great. Yeah. So would you take us to the day where you went to the doctor and learned that he had passed on? Yeah. So it was a Monday. I remember that the day before I actually had a baby shower. Oh, wow. My coworkers, my friends, my family came down. We had a baby shower. And at this point, I'm going once a week. She wanted me to deliver at 38 weeks. So my husband just happened to take the day off. He wasn't all going with me to all my appointments, but for some reason, he's like, yeah, I took Monday off and I'll go with you. And I just remember not really thinking much, you know, we went in, there's a text that comes in and she does your scan, your ultrasound. And she just said, okay, the doctor will be in. She's not going to really say much. It's not her, her place to say much. Mm-hmm. And my husband was a little like, it, something doesn't seem right. And I was like, oh no, we're fine. It's fine. We've made it this far. We're fine. And the doctor came in and she just looked at me and she goes, Samantha. And she was like, just the look on her face, like she was so distraught. Oh, she wow. said, Ace is gone. And I sat straight up off that thing. And I said, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. And she said, his, his heart's not beating. And my husband said, can you check again? And I mean, I know she was just doing it just for our peace of mind. But she said, yeah, yeah. And she ran that thing over again. And she said, no, I'm so sorry, guys. There's no heartbeat. And I was just, I could hear my husband crying. And I had no, like, I was so, like, in shock. Yeah. And she just said to me, like, 
I'm going to give you guys a minute, you know, but we're, you know, and then the net, my husband's like, he's like, what do we, how do we, what are we going to do? And I said, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know what happens next, you know? And, you know, we both cried and we held each other for a minute and she came back in and she, she said, okay, well, I called labor and delivery. We're going to have to induce. Um, you're going to have to deliver him. You're very far along that you, you're going to have to deliver. And we were like, okay. And at this point, like, I have so many emotions running through me. I'm scared. I'm sad. I'm, I, I don't know what's going to happen. So we go over to labor and delivery, uh, you know, between then and there, I have to call my family. My husband has to call his family, his mom and just let them know what happened. And, you know, my parents at this point, they lived four hours away. They had just left. Oh. They turned right around. They had left the day before. And my sister, I, ha I have a sister who's two years younger than me, who is pretty much my best friend in the whole wide world. Aww. She was so broken up. It was almost hard to tell her because she was so excited. Like she was so happy for me. She probably paid for every piece of baby furniture I have. Like, Aww. I don't think I paid for anything. You know, I have a whole room. She came and put it together, you know, and it, it was telling her. It was hard because I knew how excited she was, even though, you know, it was hard for all of us, mm -hmm. but, you know, so we went to labor and delivery and now were you already having your appointments like at the hospital? Yeah. The, the hospital that I was going to, it's called UT Southwestern in Dallas. It's a very big hospital. The offices there's, it's a huge campus. So okay. I just had to go to another side of the campus. I see. And the reason I had chose that hospital is because they told me, you know, we have the best NICU here in Texas. So okay. I, I knew, yeah, I knew that once he was born, he was going to need a good team of doctors that worked in, in nurses and stuff from the NICU. Mm -hmm. And I'll say this, if anybody ever need, is going to have a baby go to UT Southwestern, I had the best care. I mean, these nurses and doctors were so compassionate, Aww. so caring. I can't remember their names. I can't remember their faces, but I remember how they made me feel. And I felt very comfortable. And, you know, they, they put a little butterfly on the outside of the door Aww. so that, you know, because that's like the symbol, I think, for miscarriage and stillbirth. Oh, and, wow. Yeah, they make sure it's quiet. They right. make sure that you have every, that you're comfortable. And they just took really great care of me. Oh, that's phenomenal. We'll have to make sure we put a, a little something in the show notes to acknowledge them. Yeah. <laughs> and after he was born, did you bury him? Did you cremate him? So we had him cremated, actually. I decided, and it was really weird, like my emotional state. So I I really didn't cry too much until, I guess I was in such shock. And, yes, absolutely. And I held him and he got, they, they left him next to me and I got to just be with him for a while, you know, but we decided that we weren't going to throw, we already said goodbye. We held him. We said goodbye, my, Albert and I. We said, we're not going to have a funeral. I don't want to go through that emotion that sat. You know, I don't want to deal with that again. So we had him cremated and um, 
you know, we have a little urn. It's a tiny little heart. And I keep, I have a little, like a little shrine to him, I guess. I have mm-hmm. little letters with his name and I have that and like a little a picture of him from his sonogram and just like a cute little, little altar shrine to him. With his keepsakes. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And how did you decide on his name? Because I love his name. His name is Ace. So my husband, you know, his name is Albert and he, he's named after his father, whose name was Albert and his cousins all have A names. And he was like, we have, to, he has to have an A name. And I said, <laughs> so I, you know, went online, I Googled baby name, A names, and I went through name after name, after name, after name. And I said, I like this. And that's how I picked it. That's wonderful. <laughs> I'm glad. So you said to me that you went somewhere to spread his ashes. Yeah, we went to Galveston Island, which is off the coast of Texas in uh close to Houston. We that's a it's a spot that we visit often. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had to go a lot. We rent a, a home, a little vacation home down there. And it's a very it's a fun place. It's very important to us, I think. We always for some reason, that's just where we gravitate to. We always go there. We do have family down in that area. And we were so excited to take him there one day. You know, we're excited to take him to the beach. My husband loves the beach. It's his favorite place to vacation. So we decided that we were going to take him there. And just him and I went on his on his first birthday. We went down there and got a little condo and threw his ashes and said goodbye. That must have been a difficult day. It it was a it it was hard, yeah. I mean, there were so many moments in this whole process. The day that we went when they called us, they said that the ashes were ready. We sat in that car. We pulled up to the funeral home. We sat in the car and we cried, holding, you know, the little box, seeing, you know. And it's just like the times when you get emotional, you, you never really can tell when it's going to come. You really can't. Right. Wow. And when the reality kind of kicked in after you came home from the hospital and you still have all the furniture and you still have the clothing and you just had your shower, how did you deal with all that? I honestly, like, so I took about two months off of work. I worked for, uh, at this point, I'm working for Estee Lauder Companies, which is cosmetic. I worked in a store that they had and they give great benefits for women. So I had six months, but I took two, you know. And Wow, that's um, wonderful. Yeah, they do give you a really good, for women, they give a really good maternity leave, especially here in America. You know, it's not always the greatest, but, you know, I just laid on my couch. I watched TV. I ate a lot. I ate whatever I wanted <laughs> and I just watched a lot of TV and I just cried in the evenings, especially, you know, and I would just cry and cry. And it was hard because my husband was there for me for a week and then he went back to work and then I was alone and I would just lay in bed. I just, I was depressed. I was sad. I was hurt. I was so mad, you know, I just yeah. didn't understand him, you know. I would have been the best mom to this child and I would have taken such good care of him. And I just didn't understand why, you know, I tried so hard and I prayed so hard and why he was taken from me. And I had to remind myself, I had to tell myself that 
God chose me to carry an angel for him. What a wonderful way to think of it. Wonderful way. Because that's the, he's in, he's in heaven. He's waiting for me to get there. And, And one day we'll be together again, you know, we'll be a family. And that's really like, of course I was angry. I was like, why, why, why? But then I started to, you know, pray on it and think about it and just realize that his quality of life would not have been good. He would have not been okay. And he was sick. And now he's watching over me and he's watching over Albert and he's waiting for us, you know, and one day we'll, all three of us will be together, you know, and whatever, whoever else comes along between now and then. Mm -hmm. Your family. How has your relationship with Albert been? You know, I read a lot. Like I, I went to the mend, you know, the support group that Mm -hmm. Rebecca, um, Rebecca has, you know, and I read a lot of women's comments on social media, on Facebook and stuff about, you know, how they, you know, it's caused divorce and all this kind of stuff. And my relationship with Albert got so much stronger because we went through something together and he was there for me. He held my hand. He cried. He he dealt with his own pain on his own. He was so focused on me healing and me being okay. And I remember he looked at me and he goes, please, Samantha, don't let this take your joy. Don't let this change your, how, how happy of a person you are. Don't let that change you. I don't want you to lose who you are. And that really resonated with me because you don't really realize what you mean to other people or how your personality or how you expose yourself to other people, how much that matters to them. And I thought, I just want to be okay for him. I want to be okay for, you know, my future children, for my friends, for my family. And I want them to know that I am sad and I miss him, but I'm going to be okay. And you are. Mm-hmm. So would you now please tell us the unfortunate news about how you bravely became pregnant again and what happened. Yes. Yeah, so we decided, you know, we, cause we automatically were like, we'll try again, you know, and I'm 39 now. So it's been almost two years since I found out I was pregnant with ACE. And so I said, I had to get a new job in, I guess it was in October. So I said, let's, let me get, let me be at this new job a little bit fresh start in the new year. So I guess it was March 10th. I think March 10th. I took a pregnancy test. I was pregnant and Albert just happened to be on a business trip and he was coming home at like 10 o'clock that night. And I could not wait. I was so excited to tell him. (laughs) He comes home and he's so tired. He just got off a flight and whatnot. And I, I took him to the bathroom and I was like, look, 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 you know, the little stick. I had it sitting there. And he was, he just, his eyes got so wide. He was like, oh my gosh. And he, we hugged and we we're so excited. And, you know, it was the weekend. So we were both home and Sunday I noticed a little bit of bleeding and I Googled it and I was like, oh, it might just be a little bit of implantation bleeding, what I read, you know, but then it just kept getting heavier and heavier. So I, I guess it was on a Tuesday early in the morning. I woke Albert. I said, listen, I'm going to go to the emergency room. It was about 5 a.m. I hadn't slept because I was so nervous. I said, I'm going to go to the emergency room because this doesn't feel right. And he's like, okay, okay, you know, let me go with you. 
and we went to the emergency room and they just check your blood and they did they did a sonogram ultrasound but there's nothing really they can see because it's so early and told me my hcg which is the hormone that you produce when you're pregnant it was very low so he you know the doctor was like that's more than likely you're having you're miscarrying so at this point you know we're sitting there and i just started crying i was just like i can't believe this i don't know what's wrong with me you know, I, I looked at him, I said, why can't, what is wrong with me? And he was just like, it's okay. There's nothing wrong with you. You know? And he, he said, let's, let's go home and call the doctor in the morning, you know, when it's daylight. So I'm just made an appointment with the doctor. And at this point they pretty much confirmed that, you know, I've, I've had several blood tests since then. And my HCG had just been going down you know, further and further. So it's, it's confirmed, you know, that I did miscarry the baby. I'm sorry. I'm going to be okay though. Yes, you are. Absolutely. I'm sorry that you've gone through so much in such a short period of time too. No. Yeah. I think just like as a woman, as someone who wants to have a child who wants to be a mother, which I consider myself a mother. I'm not going to ever let anyone take that away from me. You just want to protect your children. And I guess there's times where I'm like, why couldn't I protect them when they were right there? And I have to tell myself, you know, and and the one thing that my doctor went to me, it's not your fault. I understand that. It's just the emotions that you go through and the thought process that you go through, you, you don't know who to blame. No. So you tend to blame yourself because, you know, it's my body. I'm the one that was supposed to protect and carry them. But I don't, I try not to live in that headspace because I don't want to be that part. I don't want to be sad. I want to celebrate, you know, Ace and, the time I had with him and, you know, this child, even though I only knew about it for four or five days, you know, and just move forward onto whatever there is for me. And I've, I've made a healthy decision in my life that I will accept whatever God has planned for me. If I am never to have another child, I will accept that. If I have five children by the time I'm 50, I'll uh-huh. accept that. You know, like yeah. whatever is in, in my path, I will accept because I can't. And this is the advice I do give to other women is just like, we can't control what happens. And we need to think about like the here and now and focus on ourselves, our future, you know, and, and if you have children, you know, focus on your children you have and not that you're going to forget or ever not talk about it or, you know, I think about it every single day and I want to, I never want to forget about it. You know, I just, I just want women to know that you will be okay. You will be okay. Very wise advice, especially when you talk about, you know, what does happen if we never get pregnant again? You know, how do we deal with the fact that we can't control that? And is it just our fate, so to speak, or God's plan for us? Or, you know, 
that there are just some women, some of us who do not have, you know, don't raise children, you know, the way others do. But I totally agree with your your theory, your philosophy, because we don't have control over that, you know. So mm-hmm. I applaud you. I mean, I think it's a phenomenal way to look at things. It's a lot healthier. Yeah. I mean, you can be angry and turn to other things to help cope, but it's not going to make you happy. And if I'm going to sit here and say that I'm not, I am a happy person. I've always been a happy person. I've always been positive and I have to stay strong and stay resilient because even if it's just my husband, he does depend on me. Even if it's just my little dog, he does depend on me, you know? And I want people to know that you can be happy again, you know, and still remember your child and still remember the loss that you had and still, you know, er, you know, visit the sadness every once in a while, but come back, you know, and, and know that you'll be okay. I think that's wise advice. Thank you. Thank you so much, Samantha, for sharing all that you did. I know it's going to help a lot of people. I hope so. I think so. (laughs) So is there anything else you might like to leave us with? You know what? I, like I said, you'll, you'll be okay. Just remember, you know, pray to whoever you pray to. Be thankful for what you have. And don't forget about your loss. But also don't wallow in it you know yeah well thank you so much for being with us this is just wonderful i'm very grateful and i send blessings to you to you you. and albert thank you thank you for having me 